Welcome to Legacy Therapy, the podcast that will teach you, in bite-sized chunks, how to leave a stress-free legacy so loved ones can focus on people, not paperwork, when you become ill or pass away. Here is your host and financial advocate, Stacy golden Lisnock. Hello and welcome to this episode of Legacy Therapy, Planning Techniques for a Stress-Free Legacy. And today we have with us Renee Tepper. She's a pre-planning advisor with Dignity Memorial. And Renee enjoys helping families to pre-plan their final arrangements, hopefully without time or health constraints. And pre-planning provides peace of mind to oneself and their loved ones. There are many options for funeral and cemetery arrangements, and these choices are very personal. Renee finds satisfaction in helping families navigate these options based on their personal experiences and choices. So interestingly enough, uh, Renee comes from a background in financial services, and she recently joined her father in the pre-planning arena. So welcome, Renee. It's so good to have you today. Thanks, Stacy. I'm excited to be here with you. It's been a long time coming. I've been wanting to have a um, I've been wanting to have this discussion <laughs> because this is one that a lot of people put off, and that is uh, making arrangements for your final resting place. And I just want to kind of start off by by asking you how 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 is it you and your dad are in the same business? That's an unusual scenario, right? So how, yeah. tell, how did that come about? So um, my dad actually had been helping families um, in our community just as kind of his uh, service work, working with people when a loved one had passed away and um, understanding all the needs and um, became kind of a trusted advisor. And he had always been a serial entrepreneur before. So a few years ago when uh, he had sold his business and he was really kind of looking for something to keep him busy, he actually approached the cemetery and spoke with them. And at Pacific View, they said, yeah, we'll hire you. And um, you clearly have the experience and the knowledge base and the, and the compassion. And uh, then a few years ago, I was looking for an opportunity and he said, well, why don't you join me? And I thought, I'm not sure about this, but uh, went uh, with him to meet with a couple of families. And I found that I truly had a passion for it. I thoroughly enjoy helping families pre-plan because I know it's the right decision. Yeah, so yeah, it, now we it, work together. It's real estate on another level. <laughs> When you really exactly look. right. It's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> and buying real estate. So you could say you're a real estate agent if it if you ever had to hide what you're doing. But I think uh, that, yeah. that a lot of people um, need to understand, and that's you know really why I, I wanted you on the show. Um, what goes into making that kind of decision? Like where does a person finally get to the point where they're like, okay, this has got to be my decision. I don't want to leave the burden on my kids. I don't want somebody else to have to fork over the money or come up with, um, you know, making that decision. So like, yeah. where, what brings a person to that point generally? I know um, it's different. For yeah. And I think that's exactly kind of what you said is it's almost that experience. They've either had um, a parent or a close friend or relative pass away. And they've had that experience. They've either had an experience where the person had not pre-planned and it's very challenging to make all these decisions in a very short period of time. 
and a financial burden oftentimes or a difference of opinion between next of kin as to what to do. And they realize, gosh, I really don't want to put my loved ones in this position. I don't want to have that happen to them. Um, so they come from that place. Um, sometimes they're also coming from a situation where they're doing a course like yours or they've met with an estate attorney and they're really just starting to plan um, for the rest of their life and putting things in place and realizing that this is a big part because truly it does take a while to make that decision, you know, um, from what your personal experience is, maybe what your religious requirements are, what your family's traditions are, kind of put that all together to make those choices. So it takes a little bit of time. And when they realize if it's hard for me to make this decision, it's hard for my loved ones to make this decision after I've passed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you would, you would think that um, when somebody has that personal experience that they would be certainly not wanting to uh, repeat that and have that happen to somebody else. But I, I wonder, um, I wonder how many, how, how long lasting that is. Have you had people start the process and sort of peter out because it just got too difficult? Have you had situations like that? You know, I think it really is a little bit of um, appreciating our own mortality. The nice part about pre-planning is that you can take the time. And so generally speaking, I would say the younger clients that I work with, they just take a little bit longer. Um, when they're in their, I'd say 40s, 50s, even early 60s, they kind of take a little bit longer and it's a few months process, like a three month, four month process and they really take their time. But the, but I would say our generally the clients in our later 60s, 70s, 80s, they've really realized their own mortality. They may be a little bit closer to that and they decisions a little bit quicker. Um, maybe they're also just a little bit more settled in life. Right, yeah. How many, um, I don't know you have an exact number, but percentage wise, would you say people are coming to you because they've had a health scare or some sort of diagnosis that makes this more real to them? You know, um, because of the planning that we do ahead of time, I will say only a really about 20 to 25% are generally coming with um, a health scare or a diagnosis. I'd say 75% of our folks that we, or families that we work with are 100% healthy. But what I can tell you in that is for that 25%, it's a much more challenging conversation right from the start because it's already um, more emotional and more challenging that way. So when someone is having this conversation with you know, the abstract knowledge of I will pass it one day, but I don't know when, and there's no health and time constraints, mm -hmm. it's a much easier conversation. And, and people do think, oh, I'll deal with that later. I don't want to have this conversation. But I always try to tell them it really doesn't get easier with time. Time's not going to make the conversation easier. And it definitely doesn't get easier when there's um, declining health. Right. And then you talk about like the expense. I mean, it's, it's something that um, you have to have. So I'm thinking it never goes on sale, right? It's only going to just get more expensive. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're a hundred percent right there. Um, you know, services only increase every year. We are all going to need these services at some point. So yeah, there is some benefit to pre-needing, to paying ahead of time. There is that kind of concept that we want to earn your business. So there are some pre-need discounts that will be available. And maybe even more importantly, as well as the ability to pay over time. 
you know, when you pre-need, you can make payments over five years, three years, seven years. Unfortunately, after a death has occurred, we don't extend credit at that point. Before any services are rendered, everything has to be paid in full. So um, that can be a huge difference from a financial burden. Um, and then you're also locking in today's prices. Um, I recently just helped quite a few folks in their uh, late 40s. And really, hopefully, you know, they've got 40 to 50 more years, but they have locked in their space. They've locked in those prices. They know exactly where they're going to be. Um, in fact, in 40 years, there may not even be space available in the cemeteries that they've chosen. So um, you really get to make that choice yourself and have that available. Yeah. yeah. So once you make that kind of decision, though, do you have some flexibility? To yeah, make that's a, you do. And that's a great comment. Um, Dignity, the parent, parent company SCI that I work for, actually has 2,500 locations across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. So uh, if life circumstances change and someone were to move away, um, then all of the services they've paid for can be transferred to another cemetery and mortuary of dignity. So we actually last year just helped a family. They didn't move far. They moved to San Diego, but you know, they wanted to change their arrangements from Newport Beach to San Diego. So we helped them with that. Um, so you do have that ability uh, to to have those arrangements um, yeah. transfer. And I think we t we've talked before a little bit about this. And I think it's interesting that when um, a couple, when one dies, the husband or the wife dies, um, a lot of times they will remarry. And so, but they don't know that or that, you know, at the time. So sometimes they'll buy the plots for them both to be side by side. What happens in those kinds of situations? Because I, I think you've you've had a few examples of that. What happens then? I, I have, you know, we don't. I mean, life, uh, you know, it, life has its own plan sometimes for us and we just don't know. Um, so a lot of different situations. Sometimes we've had, oftentimes when there are kids together in that first marriage, um, the kids still want their mom and their dad together. We have had situations where an additional plot has been purchased close by or even next to, or um, added an additional right. Um, and then we have had cases where in truth, they've purchased a whole new section and then the, the kids have gotten um, that space too. So there's, there's each family's choices are different um, and there are ways to handle that based on, you know, sort of circumstances that come up. We do our yeah. best to plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there ever a way when you can exchange what you've purchased? Like, let's say you did plan on um, traditional burial and then you've kind of changed your mind and you're like, you know, I'd rather just get cremated. Are there mm -hmm. ways that you can kind of cash in or exchange what you've purchased? So there are some ways, it just depends on what you're talking about as far as, you know, if you're taking a plot and you decide, no, I want to be cremated and I'd like a different resting space, we can definitely work and accommodate with that. Um, it's just, there. there's so many different options that people have to sort of explore that and understand. I would say that any purchase of a physical final resting place, um, it's a good idea to really think within reason, 80%, 90%, I'm going to be using this space. And then if life circumstances change, that's a different um, aspect. But um, it's about knowing where you're going to be, knowing that you've put those pans in place for your loved one, having that peace of mind for them and for you that you chose that space and that your family in a state of 
emotion and grief is not overspending or choosing something that they might regret down the line or that yeah. you may not have ever wanted, but they, they don't know and they don't have your, you, you know, have your wishes. So the best person to make that choice is you. Right. And then you're making that choice at that moment. I actually heard a great line um, from one of my contemporaries and they said, when is the best time to plan? And they said, now is always the best time. And I'm sure you feel the same way, right? Now is always yeah. the best time. Now is always the right time. Right. And I think that like you were saying, how does this conversation ever even come around to settling on somebody? And it generally is due to a situation or circumstance that they've been involved in or that they've witnessed um, or they've had their own health issues and they just decided it's a good a good thing. But the course that I'm doing, like you were mentioning um, too, one of the modules in the Got It Together emergency info file talks about your final resting place and you know final wishes. And there's so much to it. I don't think people realize um, when they pass and maybe they do realize it, but if you haven't had to deal with it yourself, all that goes into it from writing the obituary um, you know, part of the program we have is writing your own obituary because who knows you better than you and what the things that you want left um, said about you in your final obituary, right? So um, we have a little exercise doing that and it's really not that hard. You know, once you get into it, uh, it's not that hard. There's little templates and you can kind of just, and then you can expand or, or um, reduce it from, from there. But beyond that, I mean, there's so much involved. It's almost like, it could be like planning a wedding in a way, but you don't have months and years to do it if you wait until the person is uh, very sick or has already passed away unexpectedly. Then it becomes this big like fire drill mm -hmm. and people are probably crazy stressed out and then people have to travel to get to the place. I mean, I'm sure you've seen you've seen a lot of that. Or maybe you, you don't you, see that part when you're in pre-planning. I don't know. Maybe you're sure. not subjected to all that, but. So we have a lot of conversations about it and we, we do help our clients obviously when um, a death occurs and we still do get phone calls from people um, because obviously once we've helped them with their pre-plans, unfortunately this, this morning I got a phone call um, about a tragedy mm -hmm. and from a, a lovely lady I pre-planned, but unfortunately um, it wasn't for her, it was for her child. So mm -hmm. yes, circumstances, you know, we can't control those circumstances and to try to plan. And, and it is, you know, we get together, we say we get together for births, deaths and marriages, right? But um, you have so much more time, generally speaking, to plan for those others. You probably don't have any more time, but you, you want to plan for those others in advance. This you don't really, you reluctantly plan and, and therefore a lot of people don't plan it but that puts everyone under the gun right. and it puts everyone in a situation where they're answering questions that they don't want to be dealing with at that time. And I think um, one of the things that you, you know, kind of brought up that we find is a, a circular argument. Oftentimes people will say, my kids can do, or my loved ones can do whatever they want. I don't mind. And I can tell you the first thing that people do say when they sit down, if someone hasn't pre-planned is I just would have done what they would have asked me to do. Um, they really don't want to make that decision because they don't know what the right decision is. Even though you've told them any decision is the right decision, it still doesn't feel right. And the other issue you have is if there's more than one family member sitting there or more than one person trying to make that decision, you're going to have conflicting opinions. It's just a difficult time. So 
really the things that you're talking about, writing your own obituary, telling the stories from your perspective, the stories you want told, telling your loved ones what you want done is truly the gift for them. And if you can, arranging it ahead of time is even a better gift for them. But it really is our responsibility in the end to make all these choices. It's our life and we should make the decision of you know, where our final resting place is and how we wanna be laid to rest. That's, that's the gift, yeah. It really is. I mean, it's almost like we could end this conversation right now because that's the message right there. It's like, if, if you're living, one day you won't be living and something has to be done with your body and it's really a decision that has to be made. I mean, I guess if you're homeless or something, it just ends up the the state or the county or mm-hmm. somebody deals with that. But yeah. for most people, they have somebody that's going to end up with that decision and the and the expense of it all. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And that's really the, you know, these are hard conversations. I mean, what your plan is, um, you know, arranging your final arrangements. These are not easy conversations. We know they're not easy conversations, but that doesn't mean they um, shouldn't be had. And they are certainly important conversations. And if they put the plan in place that you are talking about, if they make all these arrangements, they are truly leaving, as we've said, the gift to their loved ones of not wondering where everything is and struggling to really make all of those decisions at that time. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. A stress-free legacy should be everyone's goal in leaving this earth to leave a stress-free legacy behind and not have your kids be uh, financially stressed or emotionally like stressed and because of arguments between the siblings and so forth that they can't agree on how things should be for mom or dad. That's for sure. Um, but sad when you have to bury a child, for sure. That's something that we all say would be, you don't want to have to deal the with that. Unnatural yeah. order. Yeah. 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 So, so in situations like that, cause I have heard of people gifting their plot when this, mm-hmm. when somebody passes prior and they didn't have a place Tragedy. and yeah. So is that, is that kind of a, an easy thing to do to just very. gift it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very easy. I will say we, we work with families to make everything as easy as possible. We will handhold and walk through the process. So yeah, you're right. That does. Unfortunately, um, I have seen that happen more times than I would like to, to say. And, um, you know, parents have planned for themselves and then something occurs and they land up giving that to a child, um, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, you know, my whole, this is kind of like the, the very last, if you finally get this, you know, you would think you have all the other stuff done ahead of time when you get to this part, um, because there's so much else that people have to deal with when a person passes away. So that's the most pressing, obviously, is the funeral and the arrangements for the final resting place. Um, But to the point of the program that I have available that got it together emergency info file, it's on that very day that something happens to your health, where you can't manage your own affairs, or if you should pass away, then your family would have everything that they need to to take over, uh, to continue to pay the bills if you're if you're unable to do it on your own. I mean, we've got this huge Alzheimer's issue in our country. What is one out of three or something that they're projecting? Yeah, and that's a big percentage. And then those people need help, 
And so if they don't have, if you, if they don't have the benefit of you preparing things in advance, then they're at a loss for even knowing what you have going on in your life. So when you get to the final stages where you can actually um, feel like you want to have this conversation and it is this difficult conversation, but it's one that you don't want to leave off. Totally agree with you. And I think the nice part about having it be at that end and talking about leaving a stress-free legacy is this can lead into having all of these arrangements done, lead into truly enjoying um, and being aware of, you know, the legacy you're leaving and kind of that softer side, that ethical will, you know, talking about um, the memories you want to make sure are spoken about and maybe, you know, passing along jewelry or passing along recipes or all of those or passing along, you know, life philosophies, you know, um, I actually think your idea of writing uh, your own obituary um, and even having uh, loved ones write what they would say about you, you want to hear it, you know, don't you want to be there to hear it and know it. So I think um, ending with this makes so much sense because it really hopefully allows more meaning to life. Every client that I um, work with, I know that when we are done, that is something they didn't realize was going to come from making these arrangements. They have the peace of mind of knowing where they're going to be. Um, they have the peace of mind of knowing that they've taken care of this so their loved ones are not worrying about it. But what they didn't realize is it's actually given them a new perspective on life. Like, oh, I've put that away. But you know, now what do I really wanna make sure I pass along on the soft side? Um, and that's so nice to see such a gift that they didn't realize they were going to get from making these arrangements. Yeah. Wow. That's really great. You're doing good work there. Thank you for that. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea to be talking about this and day in and day out, but um, you know, in, in the end, it's, it's doing a good service and good deed. And um, we appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Stacey. <laughs> so I think we can, we can end it here. I don't know how many, how much more people want to hear about your final resting spot, but I really believe that this is an eye opener that, you know, now we've put the little seed there and that's all we really expect to do at this point and let people realize that, you know, they are responsible for them, their own, their own self. And that's, that's part of life is that it ends at some point. So. I certainly appreciate you coming on today, Renee. It's been, been my pleasure. How can people get a hold of you if they would like to uh, consult with you? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so um, I think we had maybe put up my contact information, but uh, I can say it as well. So uh, happy to have conversations. No, you know, no cost. We'll have, just have a conversation about what's important to you and what you might find uh, comfort in. My cell phone is 949-939-6751. My name is spelled a bit funny, but hopefully you can see it up there, but it's renee.tepper at dignitymemorial.com. So, uh, and I'm sure if you, there's, there's a, put a note on the blog, we will find it um, and get back in touch with you. Yeah, and you can always reach out to me too at gotittogethernow.com. Take a look at the website. You can always um, contact me and say, hey, I want to get a hold of Renee and talk about final wishes or just say I, I wanted to talk to that gal about final wishes. Um, yeah, Renee, you spell your name R-E-N-A-Y, right? Yes. Renee, yeah. yeah. I got it down. 
because I spell my dad. I, yeah, <laughs> and I spell my name with an E, so that's always a challenge as well, S-T-A-C-E-Y. So there you go. All right, well, thanks again. I certainly appreciate you coming um, to this conversation and uh, we'll be having many more, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks for having me, Stacy. You're welcome. So I wanna wish everybody a happy new year. We're getting into, um, this will be aired in uh, January. I think it's the 8th of January that uh, this will be aired. So wishing everybody a, a great uh, 2021 and just to stay safe out there. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Therapy Podcast. If we hit it out of the park today and you learned at least one new thing to take action on in your own quest to planning the best legacy possible, then be sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and rate and review wherever you get your podcast. The show notes will provide the sites and information that were discussed today. You can get more great tips, resources, and inspiration by visiting our website, legacytherapypodcast.com. Dot com.